Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some Neighbors from Hell. Bad Neighbors, whatever you want to call it. If you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too. And today, we're jumping straight in to today's stories. Much love, guys. Now we're going to start with a very quick one because it made me chuckle. Mandolin War says, Neighbor took me to court and tried to sue me for $24,000 because my dog growled at her and caused her emotional distress. Didn't get very far in court. I'm surprised it actually made it to the courtroom, man. I mean, that is crazy straight away. Adenis says, A few years ago, I lived in a bit of a tracked home situation. In my cul-de-sac, on trash day, everyone would line up their trash cans on the curb where the trash truck with a mechanical arm could easily get them. My crazy neighbor would get upset if everyone didn't pull their trash cans in immediately after the truck came. Trash day was on a weekday, so I couldn't bring my cans in until after I got off work. Needless to say, this totally pissed her off. It started with her just spinning the can around or moving it in front of my garage. Eventually, it escalates to her knocking it over or pushing it across the street into a small park. I'm at work, lady. What the hell can I do about it? So eventually, I had enough. I bought a tube of marine grease for my grease gun. For those who don't know, it's intense stuff. It's made to stand up to all conditions and difficult to get off your skin without a strong solvent like kerosene. So I lather up the handles and take out the can with a pair of gloves and head out for work. When I came home, the can was moved a few feet and sure enough, her stupid little hands had left a big imprint in the grease. She never touched it again. Those stupid little hands. (laughs) And CPL1 says, A bunch of old folks moved out and some new neighbors came in. They met us once to ask permission for barbecuing. That was literally the only time I saw them. They'd never come out. You never saw them in the morning or evening. They were never at the local shops and when we moved in, they had like 15 mattresses for a four-bed house which raised some red flags, but we didn't think much of it because they were quiet. Turns out, they were running a brothel in there edit yes they were arrested and the next one's from rbkc1234 we have had several sets of crazy neighbors but my favorite were j and y an old cuban couple who got drunk and fought loudly every night one time we were late on our water bill and in the u.s the water company can cut you off your water if you don't pay the truck came and the guy gets out and opens the door in the sidewalk shots off our water and drives away Immediately, Jay explodes from his house with the largest wrench I've ever seen in my life, bigger than a small child, screaming curses in Spanish at the retreating water company truck, runs in front of our house, throws off the door in the sidewalk and turns our water back on, then walks back in his house, still muttering and walks in, slamming the door behind him. Sounds like a pretty awesome guy turning your water back on for you and being angry about it. The kind of neighbor that you just want to keep on your side, right? As no one wants to get hit with a wrench the size of a small child. (laughs) Farthog69 says, great name. My neighbor is very weird. He never waves and has a permanent sneer on his face. When we moved in, we were warned he's a registered sex offender and to call the cops if we see him with kids. One day he calls up out the blue. 
I've never spoken to him before, but he proceeds to launch into his explanation of the sex offender record. Basically, he claims he hurt some kid in a locker room while they both happened to be naked. He says it was plain old vanilla assault where both parties happened to be nude. Then he hung up. That's not the weird part, it just gives you an idea of what he's like. One day he starts building a sign in front of his house. Not like a little poster, it's professionally printed on metal and mounted on two huge posts set with concrete. The sign is a picture of a puppy and a long rambling story about how he let his puppy play in the street and it got hit by a car 10 years ago. But it's written in a way where it seems to accuse the neighborhood of murdering his dog. Next to this sign covering his entire fence is an enormous banner reading, We Miss You. I don't know who we is, he lives alone. An even larger picture of the puppy, which isn't necessary because directly in front of the banner, sitting on a folding car table, is the actual puppy. He had it stuffed and set it out on display and left it there for days and hid behind the fence, waiting for someone to mess with it, but nobody did. The puppy and the banner disappeared, but the metal sign was permanent. It stayed up for years until a bad storm ripped it down. I always wondered what he does with a dog. Does it stay in a closet or does he keep it out in his house? I got my answer. I have a friend who does construction and one day he was hired by weirdo neighbor to build a shed. Without my even asking, he tells me the guy keeps a stuffed dog in the living room like a piece of furniture and that he talks to it. And Sheep in Wolf's Clothes says, next door neighbor sent us a letter through the mail asking us never to park in front of their house after I parked there once. Kicker is a couple of years later, they seem to have started some illegal home business with employees and every single day there are at least three cars parked in front of our house. And PM me for a good recipe says, my last neighbor basically stalked me for over a year. Dude moved into the house next door with his elderly parents. Right off the bat, shit went wrong. The first night he moved in, in the middle of the night like 1am and someone starts knocking on my door. Not strong knocks like it's an emergency, but are these light taps. I, of course, did not fucking open the door. The next morning around 10, there are more knocks, same light taps. And this time I do answer it and it's my new neighbor. He introduced himself and I asked him if he was knocking the night before and he admits it. I politely ask him not to come to my house so late again and he agrees. Cue the next year of my life. The dude continues to show up randomly in my yard pretty much every single time I went outside. This dude would leave his house and come over to mine. It was like he would wait on his porch watching my house to see when I'd leave it. I'd go out to check the mail and he'd come over. I'd go out getting ready to go somewhere and he'd come over. I'd go out and we'd be working in my garden, happen to look up and he's standing there. Sometimes he just walked over, stood in the middle of the road and stared at my house with me not saying a word. Most of the time, he just hung around silently and made the barest attempts at conversation, mostly asking if I had a boyfriend. I lied and said I did, making me incredibly uncomfortable. I told him multiple times to basically leave me alone, starting by being polite and eventually just tell him to fuck off outright. He'd act like he listened and understood, but he kept doing the same shit. He got to the point where I didn't even want to leave my house or answer my door. He still kept knocking occasionally, and it sounds utterly stupid, but even inside my house, I sometimes just get this feeling that someone was standing around just outside, even though I had no knowledge whether that was true or not. Then he started showing up at other places I was at. It's a small town, so I thought at first, okay, maybe it's a coincidence. You're just being paranoid. But it became very clear soon enough that the guy was following me. I'd be at the grocery store and he'd come around the corner. I'd be at the gas station and very soon he'd pull up next to me, not even getting gas, just parking there and watching me until I filled my car. It happened too many times and his behavior was too odd for it to just be happenstance. Throughout all this happening, I was telling people about it. I told our mutual landlord that the first time this dude knocked on my door in the middle of the night that I liked my privacy and didn't like that kind of crap. 
I told him again after the guy kept showing up in my yard. My landlord basically promised to talk to the dude and tell him to leave me alone after that. Then after I complained to my landlord that the dude was stalking me outside of the neighborhood too, he told me that he'd talked to the neighbor again and that if anything else happened that he'd kick the guy out. I also have a close friend whose husband is a cop and talked with him about everything and he basically told me that wasn't shit that could be done unless the guy outright threatened me or otherwise damaged my house or property. He told me the best thing would be to do would be to move out or keep talking to the landlord and hope that he'd kick the dude out. As it turns out, the landlord eventually did kick the guy out but not for anything he was doing to me. Dude apparently couldn't pay his bills and was several months behind in rent. The whole family got ousted, they left, and according to my landlord they apparently totally destroyed the house in the time they were living there. Holes in the walls, the floors, literally hundreds of empty liquor bottles in the basement, needles on the ground in the yard, burnt foil all over the place. They also left their pet dog behind when they moved out, locked in the house and half starved and would probably be dead had the landlord not found him. Landlord ended up taking him to court over the damages and unpaid rent and I have no idea where they moved but I haven't seen the guy since. I now have a new neighbour who I barely ever see and wouldn't know I had if I didn't see his car come in or out and occasionally see his dog hanging out on the porch and I can't tell you how much I prefer it that way. And it's one of those ones that I'm not sure I'd still feel safe even after they left because you know he still knows where you live and his behaviour was beyond creepy to begin with. Oh man scares the hell out of me that does. And we got a big one from iPhone saying, I live next to three bro type mid twenties guys who clearly all just found each other on Craigslist. For a year, a while back, Rohem said we all shared a wall. I'm just gonna give them all names, Brad, Dave, and Sherman. Here are some highlights. Brad's girlfriend knocking on our door at 3 a.m. to have a fight with him and then barging into our house and falling asleep on our couch. Then he showed up and they had a fight in our living room. Then she left. Then he left and came back five minutes later with a bottle of whiskey and drank it by himself while he sat on our stoop in his tank top, basketball shorts, long socks and sandals. Around nine in the morning, I heard her walking up to him. I heard him waking him up by screaming his name at the top of her lungs about five minutes. He passed out on the stoop. Sherman and Dave showing up to a party at our house, uninvited with a case of beer that turned out to be empty. They bragged about it to the other female roommate who kicked them out. All three of them standing outside our houses whenever we had a party, trying to get girls to come to their party instead. What? Brad crashing his dad's car into Sherman's car, which in turn crashed into our neighbor's car. Everyone was in their car when this happened. First thing out of Brad's mouth, sorry dude, I was itching my balls. They all laughed it off, except for our other neighbor who caught the cops. Brad getting the DUI for crashing his dad's car into Sherman's car, which in turn crashed into our other neighbor's car and dropping several N-bombs during his arrest. Brad defending his use of the racial slur because his black friend said it around him to the female black arresting officer. All three of them getting arrested for peeing off their roof into their own backyard, midday, shit-faced, on Easter. They narrowly escaped by being charged with exposing themselves to minors since they were in play view of our neighboring family gathering. Brad moved out after that, and the last time we saw him, he had one of those comfy toilet seats around his neck while carrying a box of his belongings, which were a lamp, a framed picture of himself graduating from high school, some socks, a weight, and a bottle of head and shoulders. <laughs> Sherman making us cookies because they had a party and threw all of their trash into our backyard all night long because they ran out of trash bags. Dave sobbing in his room all night long. Dave getting banned from the local bar because he was on some unknown substance and repeatedly passed out in progressively stranger places and positions. Dave getting re-banned from the local bar when he had attempted to use a menu to obscure his face while having Sherman order. 
Dave's sitting on our stoop drinking moonshine literally all morning while holding some of the legal textbook and telling every passing woman that he was studying for his LSATs. False. Dave also tried this on his roommate's girlfriend and her mum when they just walked past him, leaving us momentarily together on the stoop before I closed the door. Said, dude, can you believe chicks are falling for this? Dave and Sherman arguing about whether or not Dave shit himself. <laughs> Dave falling off our roof and landing in a very large overgrown rosebush. Sherman getting into a trash verbal argument with an old Chinese woman who had beaten him to a bookcase someone else on our street threw away. Sherman losing that fight. <laughs> Two weeks in which Dave had a girlfriend and was clearly lying about his job slash having a job, he would actually leave his house with her every morning in a shirt and tie, sweaty as fuck, drive her to work and come home, then leave again and come back with her. He also made a big show of being sober, healthy individual who, you know, sometimes drank but never really got drunk and didn't know how it felt. He usually gave you this speech while swigging from a gallon bottle of water and sweating profusely. The time Dave crashed his car into an empty parking lot and he was blackout drunk after running three consecutive red lights and evading arrest somehow and then just went home, prompting the police to show up and straight up arrest him at 3am. It was during this interaction that someone let slip that this is the umpteenth drinking related arrest and his girlfriend stopped yelling at the cops and started yelling at him while he just kept shouting some shit about it just being mouthwash and for the cops to just get her home safe. I'll sort it out baby, I promise. Baby, why are you crying? Oh, babe. <laughs> the second time, Dave fell off our roof, but this time he missed the bush and landed on a concrete and spent the next half hour crying like a baby for someone to come help him. Then yelled at us for not getting there quicker. This was the day we realized we were on a first name basis with several police officers. Sherman has his computer seized by the police. Sherman is arrested for corporate espionage, which obviously. Anyway, with Sherman moving on to better things, we now enter the Just Dave era. Some highlights. Dave forgetting which color door was his about twice a week. Dave locking himself out almost every day somehow. Dave cutting his belly button open, climbing into our alley because he locked himself out and covering both of our backyards in blood. Dave getting banned for the third time from the local bar for trying to sneak in one of the many rotating underage good time party bros or drug dealers and then popping his stitches and bleeding everywhere while wearing a cowboy hat and a fake facial hair. I don't know if that was part of his plan or just some other adventure. <laughs> Dave's adventures. This is also when we started actively fucking with him because we knew he was moving out and that his landlord had sold the house to some younger gentrifier who was allowed to see out his lease as long as there was no more damage. The place was a disaster at this point and no major incidents of any kind. We put every speaker in our house up against the shared wall and played recordings of giant turtles mating and responded to his text with, nah man, no one comes home, not us, until he finally flipped out and called the cops. But we heard him doing it during a gap in the sounds and so we called the cops and said the noise was coming from his place, hid the speakers and left. He got a citation and somewhere in writing, he's been charged with playing animal mating sounds at volume exceeding acceptable levels. <laughs> I would pick up rocks from the construction site across the street and play them on his side of the stoop, right in front of his door. Each night I grabbed a bigger rock until one day there was essentially a piece of debris the size of a basketball just sitting in front of his door. My room is above the stoop and every morning I've been watching him move the rocks and becoming more and more frustrated. I did this for at least two weeks. In the morning when he saw the giant rock, he finally lost it, flipped out, screaming, pacing angrily, whole nine. The invisible conspiracy I can't believe none of you sheep will see kind of flip out, but then something truly amazing happened. He grabbed the giant rock and threw it directly at the facade of his house, which broke an enormous piece of some part of the building. 
not an architect off. These are really old houses. This was definitely not cheap or easy thing to fix. He stood there staring at what he had done and then just started slamming on the rock into steps, screaming fuck until he sort of fell across the sidewalk backwards and smacked his head into a parked car. The alarm went off and he went inside. About 20 minutes later, the cops show up. Two days later, he was gone. (laughs) What a crazy bunch of people. I'm surprised they didn't get kicked out a lot earlier than that. And Kishi Noodle says, used to have a guy live across the street from me. This guy was obviously on drugs and had numerous other mental issues. We would call him Foil Man because he would use foil to cover up his windows. He also used to do some with wood as well. He also always shaved only one half of his beard. Anyway, so this guy at times would bring his sleeping bag in the middle of the street and literally lay in it and sleep there. Me and another neighbor had to go out multiple times to literally drag the guy back to his house. Whenever we would do it, he'd complain that we're ruining his sleep and would yell and scream and whine, exactly like a tantrum. We just didn't want him to get run over. He also ended up winning a brand new car engine from a raffle and just placed it in his house for decoration. He would also come up to our doors and just talk about the most random of things. Another time, old foil man had threatened to destroy everyone with a toy water gun and a broken hammer. Cops dealt with him and soon enough, he was living in his house again. I remember he died and I was actually really terrified and sad for him. Something must have happened and he must have had a sad life. But I'll never forget all the crazy stuff he did. And our next one's from Greek Eagle. As kids, we had a neighbor that we called Mr. Paul. Mr. Paul seemed like a generic older man. He was Southern, had a garden and actually helped build most of the houses in our neighborhood. The first week that we moved in, he brought over fresh cucumbers and tomatoes from his garden. So sweet. Mr. Paul was also eccentric. In the summer, he was sitting in a lawn chair on the front porch to sun himself. By the end of the summer, his flabby skin and beer gut would be a leathery golden brown. He also got into a fist fight with his son who pummeled him mercilessly until we got involved. But Mr. Paul would also shoot squirrels on his property. They ate the bird seed he put out for bird watching. He would shoot them and apparently other animals. And we learned later that he was a pretty good shot. While he was our neighbor, three of our cats got mysteriously gunshot wounds. All three had direct shots to the chest. Two cats miraculously survived. One had the bullet lodged in his sternum and the other's bullet came to rest in his arm fat. But the third cat, Ava, I found clinging to life next to our house. She was shot in the chest and it turns out the bullet ripped through her body, destroying everything in its path. At seven years old, I watched as they put her down and held her body as it stiffened on the way home from the vet. He died several years later. I hated him and I definitely do not miss him. Wow, that one sort of escalated really fast with a really horrific ending. I'm so sorry about that for your cats, man. And Fish G says, So about a year and a half ago, my brother and I moved into a duplex. The man on the other side of the duplex was in his 70s, was an alcoholic, heroin addict, and only had one leg. He would always knock on the door at the most inopportune times to tell us some random jargon. Well, flash to August, and this man had overdosed one morning. We saw the ambulance take his body away in the way to work. That night, we got home from work. There were several bums that I recognized off the streets in my neighborhood. I saw them moving stuff into his house. I suppose word got out and they figured they had a place to stay for a bit. Well, the landlord attempted to kick them out, but one of the bums claimed that they were on the lease, to which they were not. So the landlord and these bums are in a legal battle right now. So they are collecting stolen cars, have people constantly in and out of the house. And to make matters worse, since they are tweaking bums, they don't pay rent and they certainly don't pay electricity. So a month ago, they tapped into my electrical box and were stealing power. 
I only found out when I got home one night and there was a letter on the door from the electric company stating they removed our electrical box because it was hazardous and tapped into. So ever since that night, my bro and I have been in an ongoing battle with the electrical company to get a new box installed. For the past month, we've been staying with my family. I checked on the house last week and these bums were in the driveway with a 55 gallon drum burning wood and cooking food. Yet here I am, praying the landlord brings down the hammer and gets rid of them. These bums have caused us such distress it's not even funny. I miss my house, I miss my bed, I miss my peace of mind. And Van WW says, my neighbor came into my backyard when she thought we, university students, had gone home for the summer. I still lived in the house. In fact, I was sitting by the window when she entered our backyard. I thought nothing of it. I chalked it up to her looking for her cat. I went back to reading my book and completely forgot about her until I saw movement out the corner of my eye some while later. She was walking out of my backyard with all our plants. She stole our garden. I was so astounded that I just sat there and stared at her. I never even tried to stop her. <laughs> and Big House JD says, my neighbor called the cops on us because our dogs were outside barking in the middle of the day. When the cops showed up, we explained to him that our dogs only go outside during the day and for 10 to 15 minutes at a time tops. He tells us that it's not a problem and he thinks the neighbor has been drinking. Just then the neighbor stumbles by our house on the sidewalk wearing what looks to be some kind of Moo Moo style pajama shirt and shouts, neighbor time, as if she's about to rally the troops against our obvious tyranny. Our neighbor on the other side told us she was trying to get him to complain too. Problem is, he lived next to us for 10 plus years and has dogs too. Now, what do you guys think of this story? Are you still enjoying the Nightmare Neighbors? Let me know if you are, and I will certainly look for some more. Once again, thank you for being here today. If you did enjoy these stories, click that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out our channel. And if you want to support the channel further, you absolutely can, but never any pressure to do so by clicking that Patreon link down in the description below and joining up there. It is super, super helpful. And I will see you guys in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Boxes are defeating. Purpose always fleeting. I poise questions to the ceiling like an answer gonna come. Truth is too revealing. Life is easier concealing. All emotions to the start on your heart going numb. I shouldn't be in drive more. I just wanna feel alive more. I feel hurt all the time, boy. I can't see straight. I've been running. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.